What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood podcast. Jonathan Hood. Right next to me is youth pastor, Cousin Wiley. You're watching <laughs> YouTube, YouTube.com. I look for T-Hood Radio. My man is wearing a Mitchell Trubisky jersey, but he has he has the long sleeve collared shirt on, the checkered collared shirt on. So youth pastor Wiley, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me, Cuzzo. <laughs> Could you explain the outfit? Like I'm it's so funny. We're both wearing jerseys. I'm wearing a Vince Evans vintage eight number eight jersey, and you're wearing Mitchell Trubisky. Which one of these things is not like the other? MT10. MT10. It's all about MT10 today. You know, it's all about him. He's he is he is my Bears hero for this week. So uh-huh. I had to wear the MT10 jersey because he put the Bears on his back and he's gonna help lead us to he helped lead us to promised land, you know, with a, an amazing game last Thursday. So the shirt is usually before we do the show, I get a chance to come in and you know, kind of wind down a little bit. So yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to do that. So it was like, okay, let me just grab this Trubisky jersey, throw it over the shirt, and you know, uh, and get ready for the show. Obviously, the the youth ministry is very is near and dear to my heart because uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. Pastor Andrew, no one hood. There's no one I know who loves the Lord more than Andrew um, oh, at really? all. It's, it's, it's the, you would probably, a woman would probably say it's the cutest thing, but it's the funniest thing, but no one loves the Lord more than Andrew at, at all. Really? Anywhere, anywhere. No, so my, not my even cousin, possible. My cousin, your son is is someone who loves the Lord. Well, actually for a little guy, that's adorable. And, and why not? Why not him being a pastor? We have business owners in our family. We got a halfway decent broadcaster in the family you know all these people that work with with kids you know um so why not have a pastor that's you got a basketball player in the family a professional absolutely in the family yeah you know so you know why, why not have a pastor in the family just to put a bow on this family yes yes so he's going to uh ask you about jesus christ one day just be okay. prepared for <laughs> you know <laughs> okay I will. <laughs> be prepared, but he'll ask you a question about it. So this is not like going through stats for the Bears to try to prepare for a show. I got to be prepared for passages in the Bible where young. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I'll make sure I'm prepared. I'll stay away from him until I'm actually ready. Got to with the Old Testament. Uh, yeah. I know, that's, I know he's got some stuff for me there. Uh, yeah. Don't forget, we have got uh, merchandise as well. Uh, check out the merchandise. It's in the bio of this podcast on YouTube as well as on the podcast where we get your podcast. We've got merchandise like the Under the Hood t-shirt. Like uh, Cuzzo has. Uh, smells like the lady of the night or the first lady success. of the evening. Yeah, smells like success. Yeah, the smells like the lady of the evening uh, or the first lady of the evening since you're dressed like a youth <laughs> pet. Uh, <laughs> so we've got t-shirts and also, oh, we've got the water bottle as well. Yes. The Under the Hood water bottle, which is one of my favorites. Put anything in here, whether it's alcohol, water, juice, whatever you want to put in here, it's going to be nice and cold many, many hours later. It's uh, it's great to carry around. You don't have to worry about It's good for the environment. If you want to know people who care about the environment, it's good for the environment. And, you know, it's a, it's a great gift to have. 
it is just something you can you're gonna use daily. So get yourself an under the water bottle and pour your favorite beverage inside of here and enjoy the holidays with under the hood. Uh, alcoholic and, and non alcoholic, right? You know, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And then we have my favorite, which is the under the hood tumbler. Ah. You know, as I've said many times, my tumbler came with lots of cash. <laughs> Yours may not. I cannot uh-huh. guarantee that it will have a lot to cash in there or not, but it just may. So you can pour for your morning coffee in here. You can have put a little whiskey, a little bourbon, something inside your morning coffee. Give it a little, spice it up a little bit. It's the holiday season. Um, you know, you may want to even go with the, the Tom and Jerry for the holiday season inside your under the hood tumbler. But get yourselves one of these and get your spouse one of these as well, because if you have a spouse, your other hood tumbler will become hers. So get you one, get her one as well. So his and hers tumblers for the holiday season. Yes, it's always good to have that. You have sex, you need water right after afterwards. So you want to make sure that you're refreshed right after uh, your things that you do, right? Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Right at the bedside table. Make sure that you're fully refreshed <laughs> afterwards. Yes. And that's his, a- his and her washcloths. <laughs> well, that's next. <laughs> that's next. Yes. Uh, yes. Just- for the bedroom or for the car, depending on where you are. Yes. Uh, so, absolutely. Those, but that merchandise is available. Great holiday gifts for you. Under the hood with Jonathan Hood. Tell people about the your favorite podcast, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. We've got a lot to talk about today. But first, because uh, I want to know about your weekend. I've not spoken to you uh, outside of our Bears chatter. So, uh, how was the weekend for you? So, I spent last week recovering from whatever illness I had. You know, mm-hmm. I. I, I laid down, I took a nap. Um, I did a few other things, you know, to try to cure my illness. It eventually needed a little antibiotics. Um, not that type of antibiotics, but, yes. you know. <laughs> the antibiotics, you know. by the way, her name was Linda. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I just pretty much hung out at home uh, watching television, watching games, and then obviously, you know, uh, watching the Bears on Sunday. How was your uh, how was your weekend, Cuzzo? My weekend was fine. Uh, my weekend started Thursday, actually. Okay. So after the Cap and J Hood morning show, where you guys can find me on ESPN One Thousand and on the ESPN Chicago app, I'm on every morning with David Kaplan, my broadcast partner. Took a flight and went from Chicago to Atlanta, and that sounds okay. like right. Ah, uh, little ATL, yes. man, little Buckhead, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was there for 30 minutes. I had to take a bus with the UIC Flames basketball team to Jacksonville, Alabama. Ah, people thought gonna, Alabama. They thought I was going to say Florida there, but Jacksonville, Alabama. So, now, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's it's about two hours and 15 minutes away from uh, Atlanta, that's where Jacksonville, Alabama is, because there's no airport. So that's the nearest airport to Jacksonville, Alabama. So, how many married siblings did you see while you're while you were in Alabama? <laughs> I wasn't counting. I had my eyes. <laughs> so many you couldn't count, huh? So just, many, too many to count. I just didn't want too many to like, count. The Clampets and everybody else, you know, with married siblings. I didn't want to deal with that. Here's did the thing: you, did you did you take your son down uh, pamphlet with you just so you could be safe while you were down there in the good old state of Alabama? Oh, you've got to learn. You got to be able to. Have this just in case you need this. Sundown Town. Nice, nice books. But I um okay. So we're on the road. We you know get off the plane, and we get on the bus. The bus takes 
me and the USC Flames um, to Jacksonville, Alabama. But we're not, we can't get there right away because going through Jacksonville, Alabama, you got to go through some of the towns in Georgia and definitely some of the towns in Alabama, and it's a two-lane highway. I mean, for stretches, not four lanes like we're used to where because we're so comfortable here in the big city, we get four lane highways or more. No, two lane highway for about an hour. We're stuck on this two lane highway and on the right side of the highway, as we come to find out an hour later, they're just working on the roads. That's all just working on the side of the roads like, OK, so you're going to tie up traffic at seven o'clock at night. And, and by the way, you know, for someone like me or you. Yes. You look- you look to the left of the bus, and it's these tall, skinny trees. You ever been? You've been to the top. The yes. Yeah. Ah, the tall, skinny trees, and there's yeah. nothing, there's no lights there, but you could see the silhouette of the tall, silhouette, the, the tall trees, and just tall grass, right? And ropes. And well, this <laughs> well, well, I believe I saw that, but I, I wasn't really sure, Wiley. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Uh, so we're there for an hour. And so, you know, I don't feel like I'm ever claustrophobic, but there's only, there's a such thing of being claustrophobic when you're stuck on a two lane highway and there's trucks around you, right? You're, you know, as a long time driver, especially long trips that you've taken, where it's just like you and there's just trucks and you can't get around it because you're boxed in. You can't get around because there's a truck and you just are just stuck. And it's kind of like, you can't see in front of you. You can't see behind you, just trucks, right? Um, and you just have to be patient, you know, at least I wasn't driving the bus. I was one of the passengers like the flames were, but just kind of like, you're just sitting there. You're like, what's going on? Is there a deer in the road? It's a, these are small towns, Anniston, Alabama, all these slide, all these small towns. And it just kind of like, okay, we finally get there. We started to uh, get closer to the city and where we're or our destination. And I saw something I have not seen in about 10 years. And that, my friend, was um, Crystal Burger. That's one. That's one. Okay. That's, I saw that. I saw Crystal Burger. Weird thing about Crystal Burger, though, the one I was in in Jacksonville, I was. We drove. We went past it. Dark around there. No cars. Lights were on, but dark. Now, usually at a fast food place, there'll be cars wrapped around it. You're trying to get there. Not not then. Nothing. Quiet. So we weren't we weren't stopping there, but. Uh, but uh, but here's one did, thing that did happen that I enjoyed. I had not seen this since uh, Peacock and I went to Myrtle Beach many years ago. Okay. Out about I would say 200 yards, 250 yards from the hotel where we were staying in. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, was a uh, Bojangles. Bo, you ever had Bojangles chicken? I've, I have not, but I've heard of it. I Brother, I had it. Brother, it's, I have to treat myself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, the biscuit and the, the okay. pinto beans. All right, so a couple of things with this. We have not had this, and I haven't had that in about 12, 15, year, last time we was Myrtle Beach, I think 15 years. And it's it's 200 yards. And when we pulled in, I was like, there's a boat angles. Damn, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Because the next day, I'm like, you know, might be time for some lunch. Yeah. Go to, go to lunch and walk over to Bojangles. There's a little woman that's behind the, the counter. And she said, hello, darling, what would you like? And I said, well, I'll take a two-piece and a pinto bean and a biscuit. Dude, we have not seen these in fast food places in a long time. You know what she did? She took the long microphone right next to the register. She's like, 
Uh, that'll be two pieces and a biscuit and pinto beans right up, please. Thank you. Now, there's only two people in the whole place. I haven't seen a mic in a, in a fast food restaurant in a long time. The announcement? Because everything, you know, everything now is with, with headsets or just like whatever, right? or computerized. She, she got told him, bless your heart. Yeah, she's got the loudspeaker like she was in church and just like yeah. announced order. I'm like, I ain't seen that since the 90s. Pretty good. <laughs> so, two piece and a biscuit and pinto beans right up, please. And they just got you know, right, the, you know. You know, the South doesn't like to let certain some things go. They like to hold the ones to, you know, a lot of things. So, oh. I'm not surprised they they held the ones to the, uh, to the microphones from yeah. 20 years ago. Small town, yeah, that's kind of yeah. it. So, similarly to when we were in Myrtle Beach, I'll tell you the Myrtle Beach story, and I will equate it to what happened to me a couple of days ago. In Myrtle Beach, when we saw this place, we got into the line, and the the lady said, "Okay, I need you to spin around, and go back around here the drive through, and then by the time you come back around, your your bojangles will be ready." Why can't you okay. just give me right there? Like, you know, we're in for the big city. It should be up and ready to go. When I give you the money, I'll move up to the next window. should be ready. Right. No, in the South, they're just like, hey, I know there's four cars that's behind you. By the time you come back around, your food will be ready. All right, fine. We're on vacation. No big deal. We get our food, and she hands me a box, right? Eight piece, you know, a couple of biscuits. She's like, here you go. She hands me the box. I said, ma'am, do you have a bag? She goes, a bag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hot. Yeah, I'd like to have a bag, please. She's like, okay, I'll get you one. Thank you. Fast forward to Jacksonville, Alabama. I get my order of Bojangles, and she says, thank you very much. Come in. Hands me the box. I go, ma'am, do you have a bag? She goes, uh, a bag? Yes, a bag. She's like, oh, yeah, I have one right here. Like, what are you, anti-bag of Bojangles? Like, what's with the anti right. Like, uh, like, do you expect me, Wiley, to pick up the box of chicken and, like, it's obviously hot underneath the bottom, grease, whatever. Yeah, it's trim it out. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So I learned that, I guess, from 12 or 15 years ago, they still are anti-bag, or you have to request one to be able to get your order, which is very odd. That's part of the, part of the experience. A bag. That's what yeah. she asked. So there you go. Um, I, I, love, I love your southern accent. That's what she said. She's asked me, do you want a bag? She said, bless your heart. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> well, thank you, ma'am. Only thing is, I didn't have time to go to Waffle House. But uh, maybe next time. But uh, Jacksonville, Alabama, small town, 12,000 people. Okay. And obviously, Jacksonville State basketball and football and athletics is the only attraction in town. And it was just like, it was it was in and out. The, I, the kicker to the story is uh, the UIC playing. The game, the um, on the broadcast for the flame for 11 years, we won that game, and one of the fans came up to the table and said, "Hey, nice game. Uh, you guys be safe going home now." Oh wow! Oh, oh. wow! That's uh oh <laughs> yeah yeah that gets the heart pumping a little bit. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's not. It's, it's just it wasn't, yeah, because it wasn't just like him saying, "Hey, nice win. You know, be safe going home." It was the the head nod and the lean in. That's what got me right. It's like you guys be safe going home now, like that's that. It's that, that good old boy talk. <laughs> Crew cut. 
horn rim glasses. I'm like, okay. He thinks oh, yeah. he thinks that we're driving. And I'm like, nah, we don't have a rental car. We're just getting back on the bus, which is seven minutes away from this stadium. I just thought that was yeah. like it wasn't the, it wasn't the good old, you know, happy you guys are here. Just like y'all beat us. So y'all be safe going home now. That thing. I'm like, all right. There, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Jacksonville, Alabama, man. I tell you, I wish I spent more time in Atlanta, but we spent most of the time in a bad Wi-Fi area in Jacksonville, Alabama. Bad, not the greatest Wi-Fi, but we still made it through. You could get, you could get you some of those chicken wings from Atlanta. I, I wish we would have stopped. I heard they're magical. Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> so, so that's that's uh, that's my. Finger trip. looking good. That's my trip, and so there'll be more chronicles of that. Uh, so we'll have more of that coming up. Cause we gotta talk about what happened on Sunday because it's a miracle. It's a miracle. The so Bears be, have back-to-back games. Before we touch on that, we we talked before the uh, for the game last week, and I told you that the Bears win it outright. So we had a wager that the Bears win outright, and I would get some old Taylor. If the Bears won the game outright. Unfortunately, they didn't have old Taylor in the store when I went to uh, collect on. Uh, on our on our wager, mm-hmm. but you know, I tried to send Andrew to the store with a note to get me a soft pack of cools, but they wouldn't allow him to get the cigarettes anymore. I'm not sure what's changed, but uh, <laughs> well, it's not the eighties. I think that's what's changed. Yeah, give give my give my son a, a pack of cigarettes, but <laughs> I got the next oh. next thing. Oh, granddad! So this is just for this show right here. What I have probably ha- I probably haven't drank any of this. Since I was like three years old. So for this show, I'm gonna open this up. I'm gonna have a drink. And you know, I like my alcohol neat. I don't like any, any chases or anything in, in my alcohol. So this is, you know. Could you could okay? Oh my god. There we go. That is a double. So so or- we're going old granddad, you know. This, whatever reaction you see, if you're watching online, whatever reaction you see, this is authentic because I literally haven't had this in a while and since forever. And I am a straight whiskey drinker. So is this whiskey, old granddad? Smooth. Oh, is smooth. it smooth? Really? Really? Smooth. Okay. If, smooth. if you If you fall down, we'll know why. It's not so smooth. We understand if you do fall off this podcast, that's because that thing. Now, could you hold the bottle up for our, our viewers? And again, if you're listening on the podcast, we want you to be able to check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com. Bring it in a little closer, Cuzzo. I want people to be able to just drink it in, if you're part of the expression. Old Granddad. Now, who is that white guy on the bottle right in the middle? Is that supposed to be Old Granddad? That's him, right? Yeah. What is, yep. that, is that under 20 proof or 100 proof? This is just 80 proof. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe I got you know uh, a lesser, a lesser brand. But yeah, this is just eighty proof right here. But it's uh, this is the good stuff. This is the stuff that cures cancer. Um, you know, it does. I don't think that it says does. it. I don't, it no, does. No, it's don't. somewhere in the fine print right here. You just gotta look on the back. Fine print right there. I don't think it says that it cures cancer. I don't believe that's the case. Oh my god! 
Okay, now you're making me thirsty. Now I want some of it. Ah, you all right? I'm surviving right here. Yeah. So granted. Yeah, that's that's child's play yeah. there because that's eighty proof. I, I it need... was in, huh? It was in my formula, so <laughs> I could be perfectly fine with a little old granddad. I could. Yes. I don't know when the last time I've had that, but I'm sure whatever when I had it, you know, I was a lot younger and probably stole it. Um, but <laughs> of course you stole. Yeah, it. that. Of course, of course. Why wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> But yeah, that is uh that's uh that's an acquired taste. Uh-huh. Acquired taste. Why don't, we just have, why don't we just have an old granddad party? Like you know, this that'll be the only spirit. Like only drink grand, old granddad, because I know that the stuff is cheap. So. so hood, when I when I went to the store, um and went to Benny's too. I figured probably that. Should went to Ken, yeah. Probably should went to Kenwood. <clears throat> but I, I yep. asked uh You're right. I asked Max. Max, it's like Max. Um, hey, I'm I'm looking for, I'm looking for a certain type of bourbon. You know, um, can you help me find it? So I said, Oh, Taylor. He was like, What's that? Um, oh. I was like, Max, you don't know what old Taylor is. So I pull it up <laughs> on my phone, and he's like, He said, Sir, I've worked here for 13 years. Um, and I've never seen that bottle before in my entire life. And I said, you've never seen this bottle right here? He's like, no, sir, we don't have that here, and I've never seen it before. So I was offended, you know, as a, as a black man, I was offended by That's the fact like, that... Oh, as a black that, man. As a black man. I was yeah, offended huh? by the fact that, that Max, Max had never seen an old Taylor bottle in his entire life. You know, and I grew up with old Taylor bottles everywhere around me uh-huh. most of my life. So the fact that Max had never seen it, I was a little bothered by that. But you know, we settled for the old granddad, and uh, yeah, not bad. Cuzzo, did you get? Did you say you get that from Benny's? Yes. How, wait, this is the same Benny's that tells you if it's not here, it's not worth drinking. That's their tagline, is it not? They're liars. They're liars. Kevin yes. Hart told me they had it though. And the people from Breaking Bad told me that they had it. All those guys in the commercials said, if it's not at Benny's, it's not worth drinking. Wait a minute. So I'm sure Kenwood would have had it. But Kenwood, I would have gone to, it's no longer there because, you know, um, we won't speak of what was happening there a few years ago. George, uh, go ahead. I was doing a play by play via text a few years ago. I was like, look at what they're doing right here. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Look at- Look at this right here. Um, but yeah, we're to, gonna stick but, on. So you didn't go to Oak Lawn. I mean, that, that one's still up, isn't it? The Kenwood Liquors in Oak Lawn. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like. I didn't know if it was gonna be authentic enough for me. Even though the Facebook page says it's still the same. Um, yeah. Like my heart is still on the one in uh, Peel Hill. So yeah. you know, not seeing that one there. You know, it's just sad. It's not the same. No, it is sad. That is that is for sure. But I, so now I feel like I should have something, but I don't have time to go down the hood cave to get it. So, but I just, I find it fascinating. You got old dad, but no well, older. So, because oh because I am a, you know, I'm I'll have a have a drink for you, cause I'll, okay, I have a drink for you, just well, just for you. Okay, it's, it's funny. You. 
funny you gave a double because usually, you know, every weekend you go, you always go deep with the three fingers. So I just, oh, thought, of course, I of course, you know, you gotta, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's just a Saturday Saturday night special, though. Yeah, depending on who you meet, you usually go three fingers. Um, but uh, absolutely. But nonetheless, we uh, turn now to the Chicago Bears and their victory against the Lions, two in a row. It is a miracle. The first two in a row uh, ever in the Eberflus era. And I know that Bears fans are uniting and celebrating that, hey, the Bears are able to win a ball game, and let alone back-to-back games. It's not just that they won the game, Cuzzo. It's the way that they won. Um, this is the most balance that we've seen from the team uh, in quite some time, maybe the Washington game earlier this year. I just, you know, I just want to just give full flowers to the defense. This defense has been strong and damn near dominant for the last two months. And then on the other side, there's Justin Fields that ran a lot, um, still not perfect, but made some plays when he needed to uh, and was outstanding Made some, more times than not as far as his decision-making. So watching the game, like I'm going to be a little, I guess, a Debbie Downer. I was pissed. I didn't want to win. Like I wanted a good showing. I, my perfect game would have been for Fields to have a really solid game, Defense to play really well, and then in the final minutes for the team to wet the bed. You know, just enough, you see the potential, but then there's a loss at the end of it that helps secure a draft position. Now, I want all wins now because, like, I still had visions of of pairing a rookie quarterback with Marvin Harrison Jr., and those dreams – are over after after uh, sun, the Sunday win. So now we're here on out. Just win every game. Beat the Packers. Beat everyone on the schedule. Let's finish the season nine and nine and eight. You know, and even possibly fight for playoff spot uh, because there's no chance of pairing a quarterback with a uh, with Marvin Harrison Jr. Also, you know, I am still on like I, I, watching the game. I saw a defense talent wise that is damn near elite. Couple tweak a couple positions, but the damn damn near elite. And then on offense, we saw the same thing I think we've seen for the past three years, where Justin Fields does enough to satisfy both sides of the debate. The people who love Justin Fields, they can point to say, "Hey, look look at this pass he made. Look at how you can't tap. You can't." A defensive end can, can't simply sack him with one arm, sometimes two arms, because he's so strong. He breaks free and he, you know, makes explosive plays. You know, when he's uh, when a play breaks down. But then you also have the people who, like me, who haven't been Justin Fields fans. Points was like, hey, he can't see the field, you know, and his he leaves a lot to be desired when it comes at times when it comes to passing. So you had a game where on the offensive side where. Regardless of how you feel about Fields, you had something to feel good about. Like you love him, he gave you something to feel good about. You hate him, he gave you something to feel good about. So I wanted a game where if you love him or hate him, you won. You know, you got everything you wanted. If you sure. love him, you can say, look at what he just did. He had this type of game, he had that type of game. Or if you hate him, he sucked. He didn't suck or he wasn't great. He was good. If that or mediocre, if, if if you want to just you know be an asshole, he was mediocre. If, if you want to be an asshole, I look at a guy again who 
Hood, who has been in, in the league for three years. Yeah. A tremendous app, by far the best, as talent-wise, talent by far the best quarterback that has put on the Bears uniform in my lifetime, mm -hmm. talent-wise. But then I look at the results, and I've seen a guy who, who has been in the league for three years. He has two games in his career where he's thrown for 250 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Flacco just rolled out of bed literally a few weeks ago. Yeah, and, literally. And his, and his last two games, he said over 250 yards and two touchdowns. Well, I mean, some, some of this is because of personnel. Some of it is on Justin Fields, though. If you want to put it all on Justin Fields, that's fine. And your decision is made that you should go with Caleb Williams and a young quarterback. All I'm telling you is that the reason why that Justin Fields fans feel justified or feel like, hey, give him another opportunity is because of how this all was set up. I mean, last year there was no opportunity because this was a tank year. And so for some – and again, this is for some fans – Hey man, he wasn't gonna win anyway because look at the look at the roster. This year, though, there are no excuses because whatever you want to say about the offensive line, it's it's not great. I don't know if it's ever gonna be great, but it's getting better. You got DJ yeah. Moore the receiver, you've got Cole Komet, you've got Darnell Mooney. Uh so you have weapons here. And so whether that you feel handcuffed by Luke Getzi or not, point is though, is that you have the autonomy to audible. You have the autonomy to be able to orchestrate this offense the way you want to. And it's still not perfect. And again, there's some throws that he made, Wiley, that was just like, wow, the connection to DJ Moore on fourth, on fourth down, right? On a free play, he he gets that, that touchdown. I hadn't seen that. Usually he puts it in the dirt. His whistle. You look at Cole Komet. You look at, at Darnell Mooney. I mean, he's got weapons there. So th – but there's no excuses, but yet he was hurt. And I still feel at times he's learning on the job instead of being an advanced quarterback. And that's right. the difference. So I am still in a cap of fire everyone. And I, and I know that sounds crazy because you're like, look at what even Foose has done with the defense. They're, they're playing great. Uh, I don't know how my, – my view of it is – I'm, I'm a Ryan Post fan. I've been a Ryan Post fan since he arrived in Chicago. I think he's done a hell of a job turning over the roster in a year and positioning the Bears to have success going forward. So I am a huge Ryan Post fan. I mean that a competent a competent coach can't hire someone to coach a defense as as good as Ibrahim has done. Mm -hmm. I you can't convince me also that Ibrahim is a good head coach. Great coordinator, good with the defense, but not a great head coach. So in my world, you're turning over, you're, you're firing the head coach, obviously, which means you're firing the coordinator because Gatsy sucks. Or get Gatsy, if he doesn't suck, he is mediocre at best. Um, and if you're firing the coach, the coordinator, you also have to replace the quarterback. So I think Phil still has value because, again, you look at the talent, and even someone who's been a critic like me, I can't deny the talent. The talent is you see him throw the ball. You're like, that's elite. That's an elite throwing arm. That's elite athletic ability. Um, he is as physically gifted as any quarterback you can you can possibly see in the NFL. It's just there's some disconnect here, and not because he's Trubisky. He, he may be like a little slow. Mm -hmm. He's a smart kid. There's just still something he just doesn't. 
get that you would hope that a guy this point in his career would get and he could get it next year and i'll be like ah oh, fuck i was wrong we should have held on to him for another year you know you know who listens to me but i look at an opportunity to draft a quarterback who could be elite at the top of the draft with a rookie contract and i say okay do you want to gamble on that opportunity that Fields could could finally figure it out and become the guy who the talent says he should be? Or do you want to get a guy who should be that going forward, whether it be Caleb Williams or Drake May? And I say Caleb Williams or Drake May. Well, I actually say Drake May or Caleb Williams. But whatever, whichever way you want to go, even if it's a, a Bo Nix or, uh, or a, a, a Penix, uh, is you know, that Penix? It's Penix. Go ahead. You know, we're, you know, we're going to say penis. You know that. You know how his name is, how it looks. We're going to say penis. Unfortunate um, last name. Yes. Whatever, he, whatever it wants to be, whatever polls decides to do, I'm on board with. I just don't know if I'm Ryan Poles if I want to say, hey, I want to gamble my career on Justin Fields, and that's what whatever he does at quarterback, he's going to be gambling on that guy, whether it's Fields. Next, so if he decides fields, fine. You know, I'm gonna hop on board because I'm a Bears fan. Yes, but I just, my me personally, I want something where I can say, okay, a guy who rolled out of bed hasn't been more productive than our franchise quarterback. And mm-hmm. I know that the yeah. the idea is you can feel you can quarterback proof the roster where you put so much talent on a roster, the quarterback doesn't matter as much. We've, in my opinion, we've lived with that my entire life and yours as well. I want a quarterback who is the reason we're winning, not because we're winning because of him. I mean, in spite of him, or we're winning with him. I want we, something better than that. We had, home. We we had a, a caller this morning on, on Captain J Hood, and, and he um, laid his feelings out there, saying that the Bears have to be more than just running the football and playing great defense because that's been the case forever before we were born. That was the calling card for the Bears to be able to do those things. The the offense has to be vertical. There's two ways to look at this. Number one, you know, when it comes to Justin Fields, there's flashes. There's flashes of really there's flashes of a great throw to, to DJ Moore or to Cole Komet. But as um front office executives have said to us, flashes get you fired. You know, like right. flashes. He has the ability. Yeah, the ability doesn't necessarily mean wins. And so I can understand where a Fields fan says, you know what, just keep giving up opportunity. But it's about business, man. You can bring him back in 2024 on a deal in which it's a another proven deal. It's an option year for the Bears and bring him back. But here's what we're missing, cuz, and that is the consistency of Fields, like consistency of man. Another 300-yard game, but they lost. Or, boy, another 300 game, and, boy, he, he was terrific. Or two or three touchdowns, and, boy, he knows how to be able to connect to his receivers where it doesn't look like a raw talent. After three years, you'd like to think that the quarterback is in a groove and doesn't look raw. And you know the difference between the genuine article, like the real quarterback, and someone who has raw talent. Um, Justin is still running for his life, even though that wasn't him in college. He had right. 12 carries, 58 yards in this game against Detroit. And again, you love it because he was able to get a first down. He got a touchdown out of it, and but it still opens him up for injury. And so the way the what the rubber meets the road is you say, I want Justin Fields to be the quarterback next year 
And because you're going to have supply with even better weapons, better off a young offensive line help, probably no more weapons. You could do that. Or you can reset the thing and say, here comes Caleb Williams. And you don't know whether or not Caleb Williams from the jump is going to be able to help the Bears, especially as the Bears get better. See the difference? The Bears are at a certain level. They could be this year's Lions. I don't right. know. Like, Lions came from behind. They were 9-8 and eight and didn't get make the playoffs. The Bears could be that. Imagine being a, a almost, um, you know, almost ready team to be able to win, but yet the quarterback is young and still learning. Like, I can't tell you that Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud. I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea. I don't either. But, yeah. But but for me, like that gap was something that I would rather take because you don't get many opportunities. Few teams other than Jacksonville, I can think of recently, have had two number one picks in back to back years. You know, and they got what Greg Walker and uh and. After they drafted uh, Trevor Lawrence, you, you don't get that opportunity many times. So, and, and it, this draft coming up to me appears to be a really great draft talent wise. You know, whereas last year there was a lot of questions at the top of the draft. Is Bryce Young too small? Uh, can he, you know, be a franchise quarterback? I think the answer on that may be no, you know, right now. And then there was questions about C.J. Stroud. Ohio State quarterbacks don't play well. Um, and Trayvon he, Walker, by the way, not 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 White Sox first baseman Greg Walker. Trayvon Walker. Right, 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 right. You, I think you've been drinking. Go ahead. Yeah, let's 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 have another one. Then. <laughs> let's have another one. White Sox first baseman Greg Walker. Let's but, let's have another one. He's All right, the, he's playing the Sam linebacker position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Yeah. At least on our podcast, you got to be somewhat accurate. You got to be in the ballpark. We're, we're going to blame it on the old granddad. You know, oh, right, my. right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so you don't, I, I think that this draft is, so, is far more talented than the draft where Walker, Walker was drafted in. So when I look at this draft, I say, okay, I see what Ryan Poles did last year. That trade with, you know, that trade set the Bears up for a lot of success in the future. Whether you think C.J. Stroud is the next Patrick Mahomes or not, you can't convince me that having um, that having D.J. Moore, having Tyreek Stevenson, having Darnell Wright, and then having a future first-round pick, whether it be Marvin Harrison Jr., whether it be Caleb Williams, whether it be Drake May, is a worse option than just C.J. Stroud. I'll take that haul that – polls put together over CJ Stroud every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So when I look at that, I say to myself, do I want to pass on an opportunity to draft another quarterback? Because even though, again, you see the flash, you see enough fields that that, that can pull you in and say, okay, hmm, like I've been a fields hater for years. You know that we've had debates about my hate of my hating of, of fields for a while. Mm -hmm. But even I admit, talent-wise, there's been no one better in a Bears uniform in my, in my lifetime as right. far as talent. Um, but talent doesn't always lead to results. And, and for me, it's like, do I wait for the talent to lead to results when I have the opportunity to draft a potential difference, make, difference makers like Caleb Williams or Drake May or even Marvin Everson Jr.? Well, I guess if you draft Marvin Everson Jr., you keep the fields. Or do I, you know, 
trade fields for a first or second round pick to Atlanta or to another quarterback needy team, and then get my own quarterback if I'm Ryan Poles. And if I'm Ryan Poles, I want my own guy. And I know Ryan Poles has hugged fields and talked him around like he was his his child or whatever else. But I don't know if, I, if I'm here, I want to bet my career on fields. And if you're going to keep fields, you're betting your career on fields because it's, it's, un, it's unlikely you'll be in position to draft another quarterback in 25 or 26. It's so, hard. Yeah, it, it's hard to be able to pass up on a quarterback class twice. And again, people say, well, you go to the second round, third round. That's not the point. Point is, though, is that people believe that Caleb Williams is the guy, like will be, the, you know, the talk of the draft. It will be talk of the season next year, whatever team he goes to. I just think it like the Bears, yes, they could trade those picks, the first and fifth, and be able to get a haul back. But are you sure that Justin Fields is the guy? I have I have a source that tells me that uh, Ryan Poles, at this moment, as we talk on, uh, on uh, December 11th, has no idea what he wants to do with the quarterback situation. That's why I learned wow. of him. Right? Like, I thought that he would have someone in mind, like the, a direction. I mean, the season's going to be over here pretty soon for the Bears. And he still doesn't is not really sure exactly the direction he wants to go in. And I think that that's, that's fascinating. Um, so I want to ask you this part of it. So it's the Browns coming up here with Joe Flacco coming off the, uh, off the couch, literally, and helping this Browns team. This is, I think, their fourth quarterback that they've used this year. So it like, is. Yeah. So the Bears have an opportunity to play spoiler cousin. So what's what's your gut reaction? Like you weren't sure if they could beat the Lions. I thought that they beat the Lions, and that was my prediction on the radio. I thought that that they could beat the Lions because the Bears were close to beating them at Ford Field. Now, Browns, what do you think? So I I believe the Bears will win against the Lions. Like I was I actually put money where my mouth was when it came to uh to that actually the actual game, but when it comes to the Browns on the, on the road, I'm not sure offensively what the Bears do will be good enough to beat the Browns on the road. I've seen the Browns give a far more talented uh, 49ers team hell. I've seen the Browns give pretty much every team, their defense, give every pretty much everything they face this year hell. I'm not sure Getsy and Fields can hold up to what the Browns have to offer. Now, there's a chance because I think the defense, the Eberflus runs, could create enough problems for a statue like um, Joe Flacco, where there's the potential for turnovers and the potential for you know a lot of problems for him on Sunday. But if I, if I, was, if I was placing a bet right now, I haven't even seen a lot with line is right now. If I was betting right now. I would bet the Browns to win that game. Really? So, yeah, I would bet the Browns to win that game. Mm. Now, what is it about the Bears that you don't think they can get it done? Because you know the defense has been has not slumped in two months. And I don't. It's not a de- Go ahead. It's not a defense. It's just drink champs. Uh, the under the hood version of it. Okay. Oh, my God. So it's not it's not the defense that I'm worried about. It's Getty and Fields, are they can they be good enough outside of the first two drives? Because if I'm watching the first two drives, Getty and Fields, you know, they look fantastic. First two drives, Getty looks like a guy you want calling plays for you for the next 10 years. The first two drives, Fields looks like an elite quarterback, at least in most cases with his legs. First two drives, 
But I don't know if beyond that they can deliver in a way that would help the Bears win a game. And we saw what happened last time Fields was up in, in Cleveland. What, what Miles Garrett did to Fields um, should have Miles Garrett in, in prison right now for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, <laughs> that's, that's because the Bears were prepared for that defense and not prepared for Justin Fields. Oh, that was a nagging effect. I've always said that, by the way. I've always said that when they put him in, pressed him in the service, there was no plan to be able to help blocking and have an extra chip, someone to chip. They had nothing. They just said, go ahead, kid, and without any real game plan, any real protection plan for a rookie quarterback at that time. Good. If I'm being honest right now, what happened in that game, for me, I think may have broken Justin Fields because what Matt Nagy did in that game was criminal. You, you put your rookie quarterback on an island and you and you asked him to do things that you shouldn't you should even ask a second-year quarterback to do, but you asked a quarterback with zero experience to do. He got his ass handed to him the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that Matt Nagy is employed anywhere, you know, after seeing what he did there mm-hmm. in, that, in a game like that, to me, is, is mind-boggling. And then even I guess obviously right now the magnetic effect is is hurting Patrick Mahomes in, in uh Kansas City right now, but I think I think even with Getsy, I don't think I don't think highly of Getsy, but I think he's better than that than Nagy. I think even with Getsy, it's going to be a struggle for our offense to hold up against the Browns defense on the road. If we were at home, I probably would back the Bears. On the road, I can't back the Bears on the road because I still don't know if what I've seen is legit yet. Because the Bears beat the Bears beat a they beat a, a Vikings team who matched score three points against the Raiders. Yes, they beat a they beat a uh, Lions team who they've kind of owned the last three three of the last four matchups, but then they blew two of those three matchups. Yes, those, those four matchups. The Lions so it wasn't were, like, but the Lions were better. Uh, they were a better team on Sunday going in. Yeah, but, they were. But again, the defense was swarming against golf. That's the difference. Like to me, the Lions still—they're a playoff team. They've earned their position. It's just that the Bears seem like they have their number as of late. So, and then yeah, I think it goes back to quarterback because if I'm looking at the quarterback position. Jared Goff has, on paper, been a better quarterback. But if, as a Bears fan, you know, and as uh, as Pastor Wilson has always said, and I guess now Pastor Beatty says a little bit too now, it's in your mouth. You know, so if I'm looking for a quarterback that what I is- want, I want, a, I, want a, I want a quarterback that's better than, that's better than Jared Goff. Okay. I don't... So like Jared Goff is just is just a guy to me. He's okay. not like he's not like anything special. Okay. So all right. That'll be fine. I don't know. You, are you gonna get us thrown off of YouTube? I don't know what you're talking about. Hood. Hood, you know, you know, you've hood, you know you've been in the black churches, you know, whether they be, you know, Baptist or non denomination churches, and you you hear things, you know what they mean by them. But when you hear them, you're like, hmm, okay, it's in your mouth. Um, yeah, uh, I can go a lot of different ways with that right there. Uh, but uh, I'm going to keep it, you know, 
you know, PC. But yeah, you hear you hear the <laughs> sermons. No, no, you hear the sermons no, hood. No, you hear the things that are said in, the, in okay. these churches. And you're like, really? Your your mind goes in the gutter instantly. But you know it shouldn't be in the gutter because you know they mean something different by it. But you're like, okay, hmm. Yeah. And as a as a valley member, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, uh, let's not, let's not, okay. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's not, move on not, here. Okay, before you get in more trouble. Okay, and put the bottle down. <laughs> okay, all right, that'll be fine. So but no, hood. Oh hood. Yeah. Like I want I, I want Patrick Mahomes. I want Tom yeah. Brady. I don't want just good. I don't want uh <laughs> I, I don't. Nobody I don't, I don't Hold on, hold on. Nobody wants to hear the church you go to. That's number one. Let's not go there. I don't want to hear Valley member. Let's not go into that at all. It's not right now. You're an embarrassment to the Valley. Uh, so just, just would you just keep it down, please? This is a public forum. Everyone can see this. You know, this is gonna last forever. And you shout out the church you're going to, and put it in your mouth and all that kind of stuff. What is the matter with you? So Bring if I'm it. asking for as a fan, if I'm asking for a quarterback. I want something better than uh, Jerry Goff. Okay. So, right. If I'm looking, if I'm wanting a quarterback better than Jerry Goff, based on stats, I want a quarterback better than Justin Fields. So, in my mind's eye, I want Patrick Mahomes. I want Tom Brady. I want some quarterback along those lines where you're like, yeah. okay, you tell your you tell your grandkids, you know what? When this guy was drafted, I knew he was going to be whatever you want to make up the story, you know, as an old man. Um, but I want someone like that. So, yeah, like, I see a All golf. Right. All right. And I say. Okay, that's it. We're moving on now because, again, just put the bottle down for a second. You see what's hey. happening? This is, my, this is our family right here. Right. Keep this is bottle. it right here. He's just talking about, I, yes, and the quarterback, he's analyzing and telling everyone, yes, Everyone would like to have a Tom Brady. Well, no shit. Yes, yes that's that's yes. good enough. There from cousin Wiley. We move on now to something even more debaucherous, and that is this here. Uh, from <laughs> I feel so left out. Usually, I'm the one drinking. Like I'm here teetotaling with water, and this guy here is six drinks in on on the. If you're watching on YouTube, six I told you I was, was going to have a drink for you. I'm drinking for you as well. Can you believe this guy is getting drunk on the air with me? Nonetheless, we move on to Charleston White. Now, if you don't know who Charleston White is, he is a comedian. Now, you, you've you uh, uh, told me about uh, Charleston White as a comedian. Have you not, Tuzzo? Yes. So Charleston White, Charleston White is a comedian. He's also been an activist. He's, uh, he's someone who's done a lot of work for minority communities. He's probably somewhat somewhat more on the conservative side when it comes to uh, his approach to, or his view of view of things. But he's become popular recently because he's been more colorful in his approach. And by being more colorful in his approach, he's got more people to listen to what he's saying. Um, he's probably been somewhat more controversial in some of the things that, that he said. But uh, you have a video to play about something that, uh, Charleston White has that happened to him over the, over this weekend. So, go ahead and play the video. Yeah. So, this controversial comedian performed in Crockett, Texas. This is this past Saturday night as part of a Christmas themed event he was booked for. 
During his set, White allegedly questioned the validity, the validity, validity of the 2020 NBA Finals. Looks like I've been drinking. Right. Uh, <laughs> led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis won the championship after uh, beating the Miami Heat. This is a joke about LeBron and the Lakers. And let's uh, we will to warn you now: if you have kids in the room, remove them because this is uh, some salty language here. So excuse the vulgarity, but we just want to tell you about this story of Chris of Charleston White. This is his actual stand-up routine in Crockett, Texas. Amazing there was a camera there. Amazing someone was doing that because in the comedy clubs that I go to, uh, you're not supposed to film. But someone had a, a camera to see um, this comedian, Charleston White. And uh, again, excuse the uh, what was being said here, but this gives you an idea of exactly what went down? It has been attacked on stage. The incident will take place Saturday night at a comedy show that White was supposed to perform at. It is currently unclear if White's attackers have any connection to him, but from the looks of the exchange, it appears that White's words with the man in the audience would trigger a response. Okay, that was a different angle. Apparently, several people were uh, filming in the club. So for our audio audience, this is Charleston White. He's on the stage, and he has a plant in his uh, in his hand. Uh, a fan stands up because that fan was standing up for LeBron James, saying that the 2020 championship in the bubble did count, and Charleston White said it did not count. And so this fan stood up and tried to defend LeBron, and you heard the response there. And again, that's the salty language that was being said. Now, I don't know if, if this is the usual for Charleston White, but okay. So if I'm showing this for the first time, and this is the second time I've seen it, Cuzzo. So he's making a joke about LeBron in the bubble. That wasn't a real championship, all that. A fan in a Lakers jersey stands up and tries to defend LeBron. Now, I mean, Charleston White hits this guy with a, with a pot of plant. Like, so Charleston White's not going to get charged? I mean, based on what I've read so far coming into the podcast, like, there's no charges that have been levied by the comedy club or the guy that got hit with a plant by this comedian. So, first, you understand, like, with Dave Chappelle's experience. So, Charleston White obviously is at the level of Dave Chappelle where he had, has actual security on stage to prevent something like that from happening. So over the past week, Charleston White had been on the Cam Newton podcast where he said a lot of provocative stuff about uh, about women, about the LGBTQ community, 
and some other sensitive topics. And he managed to avoid anyone physically attacking him. So Charleston White, you know, is someone who, single father, who has, again, who's done a lot of, you know, community outreach when it comes to minority communities. Um, he manages to say something negative about LeBron James and LeBron James cult physically assaults him because he doesn't believe the bubble ship is legit. And just, just, just let, let that sink in. A guy saying the bubble ship isn't legit gets you physically assaulted, but you can insult um, black women. You can insult the LGBTQ community and no one physically assaults you. But saying LeBron Jack, one LeBron James championships isn't legit, and it gets you stalked on stage. You know, it's it's just something. You know, it's different. So oh, wait a minute. But okay, looking at what we what we just played, all I saw was a guy that was pissed off that this comedian Charleston White says that the that the championship was not valid. The guy stood up, but he wasn't. Yeah. it was security that was holding the guy back. And this comedian, White, waylays this guy with a with a potted plant. And then, of course, now the guy in the Lakers jersey gets up that got hit. He gets on stage and tries to start chasing after Charleston White. I don't know what the security situation was like there in Crockett, Texas, but all of a sudden that comedian ran off. I didn't see him after that, Charleston White. He ran to the back, and I guess people are holding back. So I understand so the premise. The premise is it's ridiculous that someone would be so upset about someone joking about the Lakers championship, uh, bubble championship. But at the same time, this I don't know if Charleston White is trying to defend himself as much as it is just like got his jollies off hitting this dude. Seriously. So, so as, you know, I mean, as someone who has grown up in the same family as me, you know, the first thing, you, you have to strike first. Because if you don't strike first, you may never get a chance to strike again. So you got to <laughs> be the first one to strike. So I understand why Charleston White, you know, uh, threw the plane at him. But what you missed, because I guess your video didn't go further, Charleston White got stomped out. He was in he was in the back, no security, getting stomped by multiple people because he dared to say something negative about LeBron James' bubble ship. So, as as a uh, as a fan of basketball. And as someone who loves comedy, yes. like like that bothered me seeing like the LeBron James cult couldn't handle someone knocking his bubble ship three years after the fact. Like that's just, it's insane. Why can't you you come to a comedy show? Why can't you control your emotions and understand that a comedian may say something that you may not like? And if he does say something you may not like, it doesn't give you a license to run on stage and stomp him out because he said LeBron James bubble ship doesn't really count. You know, control yourself. I, I think what we got from this video right there is that LeBron James Cole should have a little bit more self-control. They should be able to, to take a little, a little criticism about King James Yes. And 
in control himself, so like, like, what is this? This isn't, you know, like 1856. You can't just go attack entertainers just because of you don't like what they they're saying. This is yeah. why Dave Chappelle has beat up beat up his, his security because people can't take jokes. It's, it's a joke. It's, it's comedy. Yes, I, 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 so. I, I totally understand. So I saw Charleston White. You know, he's been on a number of videos explaining why beat up i'm not sure if his face always looks like that or if it got damaged in in the fight it he doesn't look very good um no, it, it wasn't much damage it's just how he looks uh it's how he looks uh, uh never yeah i'm just looking at his hat never getting goals accomplished and you know being ignorant getting goals accomplished is what is on his hat i'm looking at it uh, this video right here nonetheless I just think that that's you are correct on the surface that comedians are not necessarily endangered species, but the idea that somebody has something funny to say and people are yelling at the comedians and trying to have a conversation with the comedians. I told you the last comedy show I went to was Eddie Griffin. You told me not to go. I went anyway uh, in San Diego and someone yelled out anti-Semite and just threw the whole show off, right? Because He's making jokes, and some are just not necessarily jokes, but political. It goes into that as well sometimes. Sometimes it's jokes, and sometimes it's like, I got to make this statement because it's on my, you know, I got to get this on my chest, and some people don't like that. Uh, Eddie Griffin was called an anti-Semite. The fan was taken off, and uh, that threw the whole show off in the last 30 minutes where he was going off on the guy that was already ejected from the show. So, y yes, you are correct that you have to understand coming in, the comedians are just doing material. Right. If you take the comedian seriously, then that's on you. But this is where we are now today, where people can't understand, cannot separate the artist from the art. Yeah. Fair to say? Like, I mean, the art is, hey, I'm just telling you, telling jokes, and I'm making fun of people just to make you laugh. And the artist is having fun with it because he's able to paint that picture or she's ready, uh, you know, can paint that picture. So, yeah, it is difficult. It's a, it's a slippery slope for today's comedians in this landscape in this world we live in for sure i agree yeah so i totally agree with that um so i yeah i'm looking at this video yeah i just there's something over his left eye maybe it's just me i don't know he doesn't look too good he was stomped out but he's up there still talking and laughing and talking about the money he's made i mean yeah. i know i made i know he's made money not that much though okay I mean, he's no. coming across hell like he's not so. Yeah, you didn't get paid enough to get your get your head stomped in, but you know, at least to him, he got the first shot off. So he, like, obviously, you're not going to beat three or four people stomping your head in, but at least you got you threw a potted plant, it landed successfully. So, as you know, as a comedian, as someone who is fighting without security, yeah, you got a chance to, you know, at least land a blow. And then you heard in a, in a video, there's some woman, like, put me up on the stage. She wants to stop him, too. Like, like, what is going on with the LeBron James cult? The LeBron James cult is, like, just insane. You have women. You have, it's, a, it's a family program. The guy is out here trying to feed his kids as a single father. And they're stomping him out because he dared to say something about the bubble ship of LeBron James. And in, it's, it's in insane. In Crockett, Texas, of all places, right? It wasn't yeah. like Cleveland, or my yeah. even my it was in Crockett, Texas. Very strange. 
lastly, cuz we got to talk about this. Um, we put a bow on the show by talking about this topic. And this is something that came up uh, on my Friday show on Cap and J hood about the latest dates you can break up with someone. So you don't have to buy them a gift. Now, I will tell you that the girl that I was with uh, before I got married um, and before I got in a relationship with Peacock, uh, we broke up a week before Christmas. You know, good man, good man. Just, I mean, but it was, but it wasn't even about the timing of it. It's just like at some point you just get tired. At some point there is a issue, or there are differences that cannot be solved, and it didn't matter to me the date on the calendar. It just kind of like. At this time, we're done, right? And it just happened to fall the week before Christmas. And so there was no gifts. There was no going to, you know, the girl, the ex-girlfriend's parents' house for the holidays. Like, once it's broken off, it's broken off. Maybe it can, maybe somehow, some way, can get back to where it needs to be. And But more times than not, no. So you just move on. Um, so I'm just telling you that, that's okay. Now, do you have a story of a date, uh, the latest date that you broke up with someone? I mean, did you have you? Do you look at the holidays and say, "Ah, holidays are coming up, or birthdays coming up? Great time to sever ties." So I have to qualify all of this by saying that as uh, it's part of the cousin Wiley brand, uh, uh-huh. the cousin part of cousin Wiley brand is that you know. Uh, you get a great experience, you know. You can, <laughs> What's you can fill in the blanks however, however you like. Um, so, like, there's never been someone who has had a cousin wild experience who, in the end of the cousin wild experience, hates cousin wild. You know, they may be confused why it, it didn't advance to a different level. They could be confused at why it ended. But they don't hate Cousin Wiley because of, of the experience. They enjoy the experience. Um, and and you, you've seen that. You've seen, you've been around people who've had the Cousin Wiley experience. And there's all nothing but hugs and, you know, and, and kisses. You know, there's no, there's no hate, no, there's no animosity with, uh, you know, Cousin Wiley. Oh, no, so, never, never any animosity. You give them a nice gift basket like Derek Jeter and send them on their way. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, while I haven't done Christmas, I did Valentine's Day one year. And and, and Cuzzo, yes. when I say one of my friends who I stood up in his wedding, so I won't say his name because there's more than one, um, I stood up in his wedding, and one year for Valentine's Day, it was, it was he and I inside a club, maybe a few more men, but it was a club full of women. Hood, when I, when I say I could have did wrong if I was like blind or you know or had any other issues, it, it was the easiest night of my entire life. Um, where you have there's Valentine's Day, we're in a club uh-huh. and and there's no effort. Like, there's zero effort. Like, whatever you want is, you know, at your disposal. So, like, he's married now. So, occasionally we joke. I joke and say, hey, you know what? We should do the Valentine's Day thing again. You know, it's it's an inside joke. Uh, but he understands it because he remembers the night. 
Um, uh-huh. But as my belief is, is that if you are going to give someone experience, you know, the cousin wild experience, you should be honest up front and let them know, you know, what your uh, expectations are. And as the great sonneteer Fabulous would say, uh, it takes time to get from the backseat to the passenger. So if you're setting expectations and you're and you're telling them, like, hey, this is what's going on, I think they appreciate that more so than if you just leave them along and don't tell them the truth. Uh-huh. So as someone who, you know, uh, who, who applies the wordsmith of of someone like Fabulous to my life, uh-huh. I'm honest always. I'm always telling someone what it's going on. I, I lay out the expectations clearly so there's never an issue when the holidays come around because Christmas is important. If Christmas, if, if I spent Christmas with you, then you expect New Year's Eve. I can't do that. I can't do that. So if, if we're not at New Year's Eve level, you have to understand that we can't spend Christmas together. So you have to be honest up and up front with people because and what's your honesty, by the way? What what are you honest about? What are you saying? You say you have to be honest. What what's what's the honesty that you're laying out to them? So when you're when you're laying out the honesty, you have to lay, lay out the honesty and let them know what you're expecting. Because for someone like Cousin Wiley, you know, at this point in my life, pretty much in general, I'm not looking for a relationship. So you're telling them, like, hey, if you're looking for a relationship, you know, um, I'm probably not your guy. You know, so you, you lay out the, the, the groundwork of what the experience is going to be, and you give the them you give them the option of what they're going to experience. So if they say, okay, you know what, cousin Wiley, I'm at this point in my life where all I want is a relationship. So I'm thankful for you being honest with me and tell me you're not looking for that, but I want that. And since I want that, this won't work between us. That's your they have the option of, of saying no to that. But when Cousin Wally says, hey, you know what? I have so much things going on, so many things going on in my life right now where a relationship doesn't make sense for me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm dating. If something comes from that, great. If it doesn't, that's great too. Uh-huh. But this is what, this is what I'm looking for. You're laying, you're being honest with them. So when the holidays come around and you're like, hey, no, no. Thanksgiving, no, stop. Christmas, no, stop. New Year's Eve, come on, let's be honest. We're not doing New Year's Eve. You know that. Okay. So we're not so, bothered by that. Okay, so so I'm clear. You're good with relationships like uh, you know, January through say November first. But when it comes to the meaningful holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, that's when you usually cut ties. That's what you're saying, like so you can't have a July Fourth, you know, relationship. You can't have an Easter relationship, Resurrection Sunday. Can't have no. that. So yeah. I, I'm saying I'm saying no to any relationships at all, you know. So I'm saying no to any of them because if I say yes to to one, I mean I ha- I have to do the holiday stuff. So unless we graduate to that point where it's serious, there's no holidays. There's no there's no anything meaningful. So you you understand when Sweetest Day comes around. Um, there's a, probably a pecking order, so you you have to understand your your role on this pecking order. 
when Valentine's Day come around, you understand that it's probably not you. It may not be anyone at all, but you, you understand it's probably not you Jesus per Christ. se. So okay. if you're honest, those are not issues at all. So okay. when you have the, the, the Cousin Wiley experience, Cousin Wiley is honest with you. Cousin Wiley tells you the truth. So in the end, you have a pleasant experience. You have a great experience because in the end, like Cousin Wally has never had a dissatisfied, and if anyone is watching, they can probably vouch, but you've never had a dissatisfied customer where yes. when they left the Cousin Wally experience, it was like, oh, I hate him because he did this, he did that. No, Cousin Wally was honest with you. Cousin did Wally you, told you what, was, what to expect. And if did it didn't you work out... Could you lay out yeah. the experience? Do you have it? Would you like to give some some pointers of what your experience is? Could you do that? Well, this is this is a family program, so I don't understand. I mean, you just laid it out. You pretty much said you're about laying pipe and break and breaking walls. I mean, apparently, so I mean, it was is not about meaningful relationships. That's honesty. Days because there's attachment issues. Because once they get the apparently when they get the when they get the cousin Wally experience, and that was you talking in the third person. When you get when they get the cousin Wiley experience, uh, there's attachment issues, and you don't want that. You just want to have one-offs. That's what it sounds like to me. Is that fair? Not not necessarily one-offs, but like I want to like I want you to have I want you to understand the expectations of what the experience is going to be. So if that if that doesn't work for you, that's fine. You're able to move along, and you're able to experience other things because. The biggest part of the Cousin Wild experience is that when it ends, he wants you to leave with the dignity of being able to locate the person who is your life partner. Even if that's not me. He wants you to locate that person, so he doesn't want you to leave with low self-esteem at all. He wants you to leave feeling good about yourself, feeling good about the experience as a whole. So when you move along, you understand, like, okay, hey, he was honest. There, there are good guys out here who are honest, who do things the right way, you know, who are not leading women on, you know, uh, in, a, uh, in a negative fashion. Yeah. No, that definitely not. No, 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 absolutely not. I, I feel like I've, I've, I've seen this. There's a movie. Uh, must be the Mac. I think I've seen it. I've seen this whole thing. Pick <laughs> yourself. I know I've seen this someplace. Uh, this no. whole thing. Oh. Hood, hood. You have. You have been present in the yeah. you have been in the presence of women who have had the cousin Wiley experience. And none of them, none of them hate cousin Wiley. And you know that's hard for women to be around, you know, and and not to have such success and not to hate the person. So there's there's a pleasant experience. Like cousin Wiley is 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 good to people, but cousin Wiley is also honest. So I think part of, of the holiday experience is if you're honest with the person, you tell them, like, hey, you, this is what we are. Oh my this is what my expectations are. If you don't like those expectations, you can move, you can do something differently. You're giving that person the option to choose. And as we all know, people like choices. They like to be able to choose the freedom of, to choose. And if they choose to continue the cousin wild experience, they understand what that means when the holidays roll around, you understand that that means that there is no, there is nothing special about the holiday. There is no extra gifts. There is no, you know, time spent. I, I'm not going to see your family. Oh. You're not going to see mine. All you know? right. That'd so be just be honest. 
Okay, as you as you can well tell, we have different drinkers in our family. Uh, when Wiley starts drinking, he is uh, philosopher Wiley. So that's he's a philosopher when he drinks. Could you hold a bottle up, please? Hold that bottle up. How, where are we with the old granddad? Hold this to the side so we get it so the audience can see on YouTube. Okay, that's not bad. You've you've done. I think you've done enough. You'll sleep well tonight. I don't think you right. need. I think as long as you keep uh, Rocky out of it, I think it'll be fine. And speaking of Rocky, is, is Rocky available? He's been very quiet uh, throughout. Rocky, the Rocky. I know Rocky a lot um, uh, from you. Oh my gosh! Let me ask you a question. When you roll this back on YouTube. Does Rocky see himself? Well, he hears him. He hears it, but he doesn't actually watch it most of the time. Uh-huh. So yeah, okay. sit, 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 sit. This is so ridiculous. You you talking about the the cousin and Wiley experience now? Because you're a star now, YouTube star, and also on podcasts, are you making any solicitations for 2024 for the cousin Wiley experience? Is there a PO no. PO box? No, no, we're not. We're not taking any. We're not taking any solicitations. We're just um, we're bringing it in a new year, like we're bringing every new oh. year. We're just uh, going with the flow. Okay. So anyone watching, listening, you're not taking any, any uh, solicitation. Sit. Okay. All right. Rocky, your thoughts. Rocky. He, he loves the Cousin Wild experience. I won't say why, but um, he, loves <laughs> what? The, why he loves experience. Why would Rocky so, love that? What is he we'll, learning? We'll, keep that, we'll, we'll also keep that PC. Okay. That'll be fine. Well, there you go, everybody. Another edition of J Hood and Cousin Wiley. You learned so much on the show. You learned where to find your old granddad. You also learned about the Cousin Wiley experience. Uh, no holidays needed. Uh, just be there for the Wiley experience and come and go as you please, literally, if you're part of the expression. So, for Rocky and for Cousin Wiley, this is J Hood. And again, all the dogs biting you. I mean, I don't know why you allow the dog to bite your hand. It's just so ridiculous. Oh my God! I don't want to see that. So, what the hell are you doing? That's that's not a lion. What are you doing there? He's doing <laughs> he's doing universal uh, zoo tricks now. Everybody, pop <laughs> the dog. I'm not sure if that's PC. So long, everybody. Thanks for watching, and don't forget to support us. Like, share, subscribe to our YouTube right here. YouTube.com J Hood Radio. So long, everybody. So ridiculous. Goodbye, Rocky.